everyone, and welcome back to another message, or another episode, oh my gosh, here on Mobius Ministries Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. This is Season 17, Episode 180. <clears throat> I'm so glad you're tuning in. This I know it's not a Tuesday, it's actually Saturday, November 5th. It's 2.06 as I record this, but I wanted to, because I know I did this through the book of James, after we went through the book of James, but I wanted to go over like an overview on everything we went through on the book of Galatians, which I just, even even just going through verse 1 on chapter 6, I still like am marveled by how much um, I learned personally, and I hope you did too, beloved. The verse of the day uh, here on Mobius Ministries is actually going to be two verses. It's going to be out of uh, Luke twenty one nineteen. And that says, out of the ESV, um, it says, son of a gun. And we'll go out of the NIV. It says, stand firm and, uh, and you will win life. And I think when we think about that verse, it's the beauty of having patient endurance so that when Christ returns, we can be like, oh my gosh, like, I was ready like that. I've been really praying and pondering on Matthew 25 about the parable of the 10 virgins. And like we can be those wise people of being prepared and standing firm and that we will win life itself. And what that really means at the end of the day is seeing Christ return and we will see the full completion of our salvation at that point. And the second verse is going to be Psalm 92 verse 8. And it says right here out of the NIV, but you, Lord, are forever exalted. And I think like you could tie those two verses in that when Christ returns in our patience, we continue in, in our in our good works. We continue to have patience in that so that when he returns, it is the name of Jesus that is going to be forever exalted because he is the author and the finisher of our faith. If you'd like to uh, know the song that's playing right now, it's called Endless Life by Waldner Worship. Waldner Worship's got so much uh, great music. Uh, again, a lot of it's instrumental. Uh, uh, William Augusto has a lot of great stuff as well. There's another guy. Let me look him up real quick. Um, uh, Eric Gl- uh, uh, Gilmore and Peter Tan, uh, they have a lot of good stuff as well. Uh, but if you would like to like listen to this this type of music, like instrumental, I have my own type of playlist with this type of music. I keep adjusting my mic, sorry. And it's called Peace with Him, and uh, it's I've made it public. So if you li- if you'd like to listen to that, and it's a very it's a very um, broad spectrum of type of instrumental music. It's not all like violins and pianos. A lot of it can be different. A, a lot of the songs are very. Um, it's a, it's a wide volume of instrumental music from different spectrums, if that makes sense. All right, let's open in prayer, and then I am going to uh, start uh, this message about what did we learn through the book of Galatians. Father, I thank you so much for giving me this gift to just preach your word, Lord, and guide your sheep. Jesus, I thank you for what you did for us. We just bow our hearts before your feet. 
Father, I pray for my listeners that you have given me, and I thank you for them, Father. I thank you for that, that as they go out, that they would put into practice what they've learned through Galatians. Whatever season they're in, Father, I pray that just as we read, help them to walk in the Spirit, to be led by the Holy Spirit, to seek Him, and to be guided by Him. Help us to find delight and joy in that, in true, deep intimacy with you, Holy Spirit. Grow our knowledge and our insight through your word, Lord. You know exactly what we need, Lord, and we just ask that you would give us what we need today. I pray for my listeners as they go out and they have experiences and conversations with people. Father, I pray that you would just guard them against any false brothers or sisters. Lord, you would turn the weeds into wheat. God, I pray for true doctrine to be taught to my listeners and to your people, Lord. Pray that they would carefully weigh and examine everything that they hear. Holy Spirit, I pray you would just lead them in all truth today and the next day and the next day and the next day so that it may glorify your name for the salvation that you have brought to us, Jesus. In your name, amen. All right, here on Mobius Ministries, I, with the help of the Holy Spirit, thank God, do my best to interpret scripture with you, help to grow in your intimacy with the Lord, and to encourage you to remain steadfast through tough seasons as we also continue to be prepared for the second coming of Christ. If you're new to my podcast, welcome. God loves you and has a great plan for your life. I just hit my desk. I'm sorry. (laughs) Part of that plan is to turn away from what the world calls you to do and to walk into what the Holy Spirit has for you, which is willed by God. It's it's called out by God. It's directed by God. If you have uh, been a listener for quite some time now, welcome back. I pray God would grow your intimacy with him after today's episode. I have to change my A to a W, or I mean my W to an A in my sentence that I just read. Um, If you are a Spotify listener, there is a question posted below that you can answer if you have a smartphone as we look at what we learn through Paul's letter to the many churches in Galatia. And I do have a water here to stay hydrated, so thank you very much. I don't think I'll have to make this into a, a two-part series. For those of you that um, have been seeing, I've been having to do part one, part twos um, for my messages just because we've been I've been taking extra um, heavier, kind of more drastic measures. I was trying to find the right words there to... Um, uh, I mean, it's a study. I, I, I want to get deep into this, and I've been gifted in this, and I love to use my gift to glorify God and to equip the body. So, chapter one. We know Paul wrote this letter out of a passion for love for the many churches in Galatia and some anger towards what Paul calls these false brothers because of what they were spreading around to the many churches. Paul continued to explain that he was not sent by man, but by Christ Jesus himself. 
based on that, it showed that what Paul was doing was approved by God. This is another reason why I don't listen to people that tell me I can't preach because I don't have a seminary degree or um, I barely graduated high school or, or, or any type of people say, you know, we want to see, you know, what's your approval? Like, how do you, who are being, who, who pretty much they want to see a, some, how do I explain this? Um, they, they want to see some kind of a degree. They want to see something that really at the end of the day, we read at the end of chapter six that they may want to just say to boast in your flesh. Um, now I was ordained by God almighty, Jesus Christ, the God man to start preaching and to equip the body of Christ during my first year, um, at Bethel. And I remember I was at the beach and I, I, the Lord came to me very suddenly and said, Hey, I want you to start preaching. I want you to start a podcast when you get home and just let me use you. And I've been faithful to do so. So to continue, Paul explains later on in chapter one what his journey was like once he became an apostle after he had his encounter with Jesus uh, when when he, when Paul was on uh, his road to Damascus. So that's what we can kind of get. That, that That's a general term from chapter one. That's kind of what we learned. So what can we take with us from chapter one? Whatever God has called you to do, whatever the Holy Spirit's leading you to do, in whatever season you're in, whatever, what, whatever talents, gifts, and blessings that God has given to you, be faithful with them, with those gifts, and that you don't need man's approval in it. You don't need it. You don't. It is between you and the Holy Spirit to find your joy, satisfaction, peace, and approval from what God has called you to do in the season you're in right now with the Holy Spirit. Uh, if you'd like to know the song that's playing right now, it's called The Father's Love by Waldner Worship. I just forgot to point that out at the beginning of the podcast. So chapter two. It is important to know that there are no chapters in Paul's mind, and I've elaborated on that on other previous episodes. But it's 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 one thought after another through different messages on and off. So this thought continued from what we read in chapter one is Paul continuing to talk about what his journey looked like uh, as he walked in apostleship. Paul explained that he was worried for the church because of these false brothers coming in the church, spreading lies by telling them, or sorry, by trying to put these believers In Jesus, they tried to put them back into the bondage of the law of Moses. Paul explained how when he met with the apostles that no one was higher than another. They were all in equal standing in Christ. Peter then was exposed by Paul because Peter stood condemned when he saw his own kind come in the room as they were eating due to circumcision. Paul confronted Peter on this. And I mean, it's really Galatians 6, 1 evidence right here uh, because Peter forgot about the gospel message that he heard from Christ himself. Peter was in the presence of Christ. He saw him. Um, he walked with him. Paul finishes near the end of chapter 2 about uh, you guys not needing to be justified by the law. He explains deeper on what Christ did and how he set them free. 
So, what can we learn from chapter 2? To continue to stand strong in the Lord Jesus for what he did for us, and then be led by the Holy Spirit. The, the Spirit that was promised in Ezekiel 36 when God says, I will put my Spirit in you. We can also learn how to find false brothers and sisters in the faith. And then at that point, I'm going off script now, I don't have this in my notes. At that point, we should be led by the Spirit on what to do. Chapter 3. Uh, so at the end of chapter 2, Paul was explaining, so I'm just kind of getting some more context here, of course. At the end of chapter 2, Paul was explaining through verses 16 through 21 what Christ did on our behalf and how it has set us free. Chapter 3 is started with a continued thought of exactly what Christ did on our behalf. Paul is going to talk more now about uh, looking at what has happened to you guys, meaning the churches, the church that Paul's writing to. You can start to see Paul's righteous anger start to kick in for the many churches in Galatia. Paul quotes some verses from Deuteronomy about how since Jesus was hung on a tree, he was made a, cur a curse. And Paul quotes uh, Deuteronomy 21, 23 right there. Paul talks about uh, who the seed was in Abraham and that it was Jesus. Um, that Paul says it's not seeds as if it's many people, but he said it's a seed as in singular. That's, you can look into that on yourself, on your own time, if you want to look at that in chapter 3. And that we are blessed through Abraham because, of, because Jesus was that seed. Uh, Paul finishes with the intent of the law in chapter 3. So, what can we take from chapter 3? Uh, that righteousness was not through the law, but through grace. Through what Christ did for us, we can see Jesus was made a curse for us. We can see God use Deuteronomy 21, 23 prophetically through his son, the Messiah. We can also see God's prophecy to Abraham that all nations will be blessed through him in Christ. Uh, chapter 4. Paul is starting uh, what we read in this chapter, understanding our sonship, or you could also say daughtership, honestly, uh, in Christ, and that we are not under the influence of elementary spirits of man's teachings. Now, uh, that I'm gonna I'm gonna go off note here. It doesn't um, in in the Greek it means uh, elementary spirits. It, it's not what the actual scripture says when you read it in English language, but when you read the when you read elementary spirits, that is the Greek interpretation of what you read in your Bible, if that makes sense. To continue, our identity is found in Christ and him alone. Paul then makes a contra, I, a, uh, contra I, I have written here contract. I should, I should have said contrast. There we go. On Hagar and Sarah. Uh, Hagar being used as a representation of the Old Testament, which is Mount Sinai, and Sarah as the New Testament, as Mount Zion. As, Sarah, as Paul talked about our sonship and daughtership in Christ, he is going to show another alleyway of what covenant we are in now. That we are not slaves to the law, but slaves 
of God's righteousness through Christ. So we can, what can we take from chapter four? What can we take with us? We can understand our true identity. We can use these scriptures to speak it out loud, to believe in, and use in spiritual warfare to grow our faith and intimacy with the Holy Spirit. We can rest in what Christ did for us, not fighting the curse that the old covenant brought through sin. And I, I just want to go off note here real quick. I love what Joyce Meyer says. She says that resting in the Lord is spiritual warfare to the enemy. And I just, I love that because it's really going to bring us into a deeper place of humility and it's going to help us to trust God more. It's going to help us to read God's word as a delight and a desire instead of a duty as if we are under some sort of bondage and we totally nullify and forget and just yeah honestly forget the sacrifice Christ made for us Uh, chapter 5 Paul then says now that you have been blessed through Abraham rest in Mount Zion through Christ you are now all sons and daughters of God through faith. Here is what you should do. And Paul then talks about walking in the spirit. So it's just, it's, it's, it's so interesting. When you read the whole book of Galatians in context, you can see, you can see how Paul's mind was working. You can see how the Holy Spirit was moving in his heart. Now, uh, we, uh, we got into what that really looks like to walk in the spirit. And it's quite simple. It's not something that needs to be over spiritualized and bring a bunch of steps and everything on what to do and pull a bunch of scriptures out of context. It means to seek the Holy spirit and be responsive to the movings in our hearts directed by him. And I think it's, I think it's, I'm going off note here. I think it's that verse I've quoted that I recently found, 1 Thessalonians 5.19, I think it is, where Paul, and this is in context, I believe, where Paul says, um, uh, do not quench the Holy Spirit, which means to not, don't, don't be unresponsive. Don't, don't be unresponsive to the Holy Spirit. So it's just like that. He says, uh, Paul says, since you have been brought into this, Jesus did this for you. Do not let others put the yoke of slavery over you once again, which you once had on through Mount Sinai, through the old covenant, through the law of Moses. So he's saying, you guys, this was your former attitude, your former character, your former discipline, your your elementary spirits or teachings. You've been brought through that. You've been christ carried you through he brought you out of that paul elaborates even more and he says that circumcision is in vain that we no longer rely on the law but through the holy spirit but sorry i didn't i didn't read my note correctly but through the holy spirit's power by faith awaiting the hope of our salvation once we enter the narrow gates of heaven paul says to not use your freedom Uh, to just sin and do whatever you want, but rather to serve one another in unselfish love. Paul explains the roles of the flesh and the spirit and how to discern them. 
Uh, he explains this. This is how you know if you have the Holy Spirit. And he explains that in verses 22 and 23. If we live by the Spirit, we must walk by it. It's a command. That, that's, that's, there's no um, leniency in that. Uh, it goes back to uh, what we read earlier in James, beloved. Uh, let us not merely be hearers of the word, but doers. Uh, Jesus even said, let your repentance have its fruit. And repentance is that Greek word metanoia. And the, the, the definition there in the Greek means to change your mind. And I think I elaborated on this on a previous episode where if, if, if metanoia meant action, then that wouldn't make sense because then you would be interpreting that Greek translation of Jesus saying, let your action have action, which doesn't make any sense. So what Jesus is saying, as you change your mind, as you metanoia, as you repent, then let it have its fruit. Because we can think about things all day, but if we don't have action in it, then, I mean, that's that's very sad. Now, there can be moments where we can be very confused about something and we go back and forth, and that's where we just need to enter one-on-one time with God, and then he may direct us to go to someone, whether that's a spiritual mentor or God may send a prophet your way and, and give you a word or an evangelist, and that, that, that's all willed. That's between you and God. And then Paul ends in chapter 5 with, uh, let's not provoke one another or irritate one another. So, beloved, what can we take from chapter 5? Since we are surrounded by such a cloud of witnesses, since we have been called as sons and daughters of God, let us keep our eyes on Jesus. Let's walk in the Holy Spirit. Let's seek Him and then be responsive to His movings in our hearts. Let's practice repentance in the midst of when we do mess up. Because at that point, we are changing our minds from our sinful nature. We are repenting and then let that repentance have its fruit. And then let us serve one another in unselfish love. And then last chapter, chapter 6, we took a deep dive into verse 1. And I personally learned, I have, I have, I have learned so, so much from what we studied. That first word that I have so here on my on my MacBook is lowercase, and then the next word so it's all in full caps. Just to let you know, because I really, I really, gosh, I learned so much, and I could, I could look at the notes that I prepared so much. Not to be like, oh, look at me, everything that I learned. No, the Holy Spirit showed me that. Paul ended. Uh, what we read in chapter 5 about how to treat one another, uh, he then explains verses 1 and 2 in a relational context. It ties together from what we read at the end of chapter 5. Paul says we should continue to do pretty much a spiritual inventory, uh, fix what is wrong, and to prove what seems to be right in our lives. To prove that. Uh, he he, He then says if we keep doing good, if we keep doing all of this, we will reap a harvest of blessings. We will, if we keep scrutinizing our work, if we serve one another in unselfish love, if we walk in the Holy Spirit, if we criticize our work, if we look at what we do as right and wrong, we will reap a harvest of blessings. So it's, it's important to keep that verse in context and understand what Paul is talking about there. Because at that point, at that point, beloved, excuse me, 
we will be sowing in the spirit and not the flesh, which Paul says previously in chapter 6. And then Paul ends here uh, at the end of his letter about how these false brothers' motives are not good for any of them and that they are not loving them unselfishly. It's just, when you think about it that way, beloved, when you think about Paul saying, let us love one another unselfishly, and then he points out that that their that that their motive is wrong, it shows they're they're they are not representing the love of Christ. Paul says that they are uh, telling you what to do so that they may boast in you. That is pure selfishness at the end of the day. That is not that's the Greek word agape. That is not agape love. It is it's selfish love. It's for your own gain. So I think that's what it means by unselfish love. So Okay, what can we take from all of this study in the letter that Paul wrote to the many churches in the city of Galatia, which is now modern-day Turkey? Beloved, there are many false teachings out, out there, and I've experienced a lot of them. We all do. You have probably heard uh, um, the season of people going into deconstruction. It seems Paul is doing so for his brothers and sisters in this letter. He's, he's reconstructing everything. He's deconstructing what these false brothers are telling them. Uh, when Paul talked about examining, scrutinizing, and proving what is right and wrong in our lives, that sounds like a season of deconstruction that some Christians may go through. Why? Again, beloved, because one false teacher misleads the whole church and perverts the truth. We read that earlier in Galatians, I think it's Galatians chapter 5. We must abide in what Christ did for us. We must realize how important this is to do 1 John 4, to carefully weigh and examine all that we hear, because many false teachers have gone out into the world. I challenge you, beloved, take this study with you. Be a doer, not a hearer. I believe in you. God believes in you. Do not listen to people who try to motivate you through shame. You can see Paul did not do that in this letter. He did not. He didn't. Think about what Jesus did for you. It's not worth it for you to be deceived by false teachings from false brothers and sisters. I just want to, I kind of want to, I just hit my microphone. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I want to, I want to go off note here real quick because you may kind of have a, this is the, I'm, yeah, I, this is a feeling that sometimes I feel. And if you, I'm, I'm, I just want to relate with you if you feel the same way, because we're all broken. There are moments where I look at my life and I've been through seasons of, yes, proving what's right, scrutinizing what's wrong, examining my life, examining the way I act. I'm sorry if you hear like banging noises in the background. My brother is playing computer and he just gets really kind of heated sometimes. <laughs> so I'm very sorry if you do hear that in the background. We, we live, he's, he's literally right down the hall here in my, in my house, in, in the house. So I'm very sorry. Anyway, um, 
in the moments of when I am scrutinizing or I have gone through seasons of examining my walk with Christ, there is a fear of are other people doing the same thing because you may genuinely care about them. And I think about a, a verse that I find very comforting, and I do believe this is in context as well, where Jesus talks about, and we're going we're gonna to get into this next week. Um, I'll get in, I'm going to get into what we're going to talk about next week because I think I did talk about it last Tuesday, but I want to elaborate more on that. Jesus says that he will separate the righteous from the wicked. And you might say, well, I mean, we're all wicked, but Jesus is talking about that in context for like for those that are in Christ and those that are not. I think that's what he's elaborating right there. And I feel a lot of peace about that right now, actually. So I would say like in the midst of when you are scrutinizing or you may be in a season of deconstruction. If you're not, that's fine. Whatever season you're in, the Holy Spirit has you there for a reason. But if you are in a season of deconstruction, just be faithful to be with you and the Holy Spirit. And that God is so sovereign and that he can be everywhere at once. And at the end of the day, he really is everywhere. He is. And that he is in control of everyone's life. Even though Paul does say that people are being influenced by the enemy. And that I mean, he says in Ephesians that there are people who are... Um, he says the unbelieving world but let god deal with that that's not your responsibility beloved now if you feel like the holy like again if you're being led by the holy spirit to get into intercessory prayer then do that but there's things you're you're in a particular season right now beloved ecclesiastes 3 solomon a man who god gave god gave him all wisdom he gave him everything Except once Christ came, then he had a deeper wisdom, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But Solomon says that there's a season for everything. So in the midst of if you do feel like you're being deconstructed or you're questioning your faith, I challenge you. Like what, whatever it is, seek the Holy Spirit. He's right there. He desires you. I mean... I've got a few scriptures in my head that I I could speak and I, I, I think I'd be taking them out of context. So I'm just trying to be careful what I say here. You were not saved by mistake. I believe in you and I believe that God has such a great plan for your life. And sometimes that plan could be like very scary. I mean, God's plan for the apostles, not, not all of them got martyred, but some of them got martyred. That's God's plan. And I get that, that that may be very hard to bear and understand, but it's a beautiful thing at the end of the day, knowing that when we die, we will reign with him forever and ever. It will never end. We can ponder on, I think it's, earlier on in John where, where Jesus says no one can pluck them out of my father's hand. No one. I wonder what, I wonder what the Greek word is for no one. Probably no one. <laughs> so yeah, I, 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 I just I love to encourage. I, I believe I mean, I don't even know. I, I, I only know like one of my listeners really and that's fine, but whoever is a listener here to my podcast, whether you're new or you've been listening to a while or you listen on and off, I don't care. 
I believe in you. I challenge you, just go deep into intimacy with the Holy Spirit. He desires such deep communication with you. Be led by him. Take no other message. I, 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 I cannot be more abundantly clear on that, beloved. Let's close in prayer. Father, I thank you for giving us the time, the insight, and the studies that you've given us to finish this letter that you wrote through Paul. I thank you for this study that we've done, Father. I pray as we go out, Holy Spirit, lead us. Show us more, Lord. Expand our hearts. Reveal things. Give us living understanding, Father. You loved us so much. You sent your son, Father. And we stand in awe. Jesus, we worship you. I pray for that lukewarm spirit, people who feel like they are in, they, that they are in need of nothing. Father, I pray you'd open their eyes. They would hear you knocking on the door of their heart and they would confess it to you and repent, Lord. I pray for grace, for understanding and revelation and insight and deep intimacy. I just pray for grace to increase, Father, for holiness and putting a guard over our mouths, Father. I pray for whatever season my listener is listening to, your be your beloved child, Lord, they would be governed and directed by you, Lord. They would remain steadfast. They'd be prepared for the second coming of Christ, that their lamps would be lit. They'd be prepared. They would be like the, the five wise virgins that, that we read in Matthew 25, Lord. That is my prayer, Lord. That is my prayer. I pray for peace upon my listener's mind through Christ, what he did for us. Pray for protection in their dream realm, Father. Pray they would guard their hearts, Father. You would keep them from the evil one. And that that prayer you prayed, Jesus, that we read in John 17, that it would continue to go forth in power, through your followers and through your disciples. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, beloved, um, let me pull up my notes here real quick because I want to talk about uh, just one last quick thing. Uh, we are going to be doing a message. Uh, this Actually, okay, let me restart there. I'm actually going to house it for someone uh, starting tomorrow, Lord willing, and I'm going to be doing my podcast at their house, and I am so excited for this because they've got a huge living room, they've got a nice table set up, a very comfortable couch, I'm so excited to do this there, oh my gosh, Lord willing if it happens, um, and I, I've house-sitted for them before, it was a couple months ago, but I'm just super excited to be able to just spend this one-on-one -on -one time with God and just being a little bit more alone, because I'm still living with my dad, and that's fine, 
but it's going to be nice to kind of like just kind of get out and be on my own for a little bit. But on Tuesday, Lord willing, we're going to be getting into a message that I have titled here. I'm going to read it as I have it typed out here on my on my MacBook. How can we connect the letter to the church that was written uh, to the city in Galatia, wrote by Paul, with the parable Jesus uses with Matthew 13, 24 through 30, and 36 through 52. So, beloved, I encourage you, uh, you've got Saturday and Monday and Tuesday before I upload that podcast, which I am planning on doing a little bit later in the day. Uh, look over this. I, I really challenge you. Look over this parable Jesus uses. Matthew, uh, go to your notes in your phone, write it down somewhere, put it in your calendar, whatever you got to do. Look at this parable, Matthew 13, 24 through 30. And verses 36 through 52. It's Matthew 13, 24 through 30, and verses 36 through 52. It's one of my, it's honest, honestly, honestly, it's probably my favorite parable Jesus uses in what we, what we read. Because John says at the end of the day, there's things that he said that wouldn't be able to be recorded in every book. So based on what we read. Which I do believe that once we get to heaven, I do think that we'll we'll learn some of the things that Jesus said. I just, I mean, I don't see why not. <laughs> we made it to heaven. Everything is finished. The new Jerusalem is going to be here. And there's going to be no more sin or sadness. And there's going to be no more night. So, uh, we're going to get into that on Tuesday. And as this is a big message I've got. About nine and a half pages for this message, so it shouldn't be super long, but I'm so excited to dive into that. And then after that, Lord willing, um, we're going to be talking about this um, this thing called Project Bluebeam. I challenge you to look into that as well because it's very alarming and I think it's very important for the body of Christ to at least just be aware of it and know about it. Thank you so much for listening to this spontaneous message about understanding what we read through the book of Galatians. God bless you.